0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales. It's been a while. I've been a bit slack. I've not been in the mood to really be doing podcasts recently. I don't know why. It's a bit weird. You get a lot of that sometimes, I suppose. Um, so we didn't actually do a podcast last week for the uh, Formula One, and even the one before that, we kind of half did it, but I was kind of chatting to Dave about other more interesting things, I think. But um, I thought I'd do one for this one, because it's kind of... Uh, obviously, Lewis Hamilton is broken some records and he's now at 93 wins, which is just pretty incredible, really. I mean, the, f- the, the performance of that team of Mercedes, who've now, as of this weekend, um, claimed the seventh consecutive world championship, which is a new record. Um, and then also for Hamilton, it's something like 5,000 laps led or something mental like that i don't that doesn't seem right but it's something like that crazy um it's just nuts i mean it's incredible really so and it, this race really and even the last race in portugal which we did I'll, I'll maybe briefly talk about but um with that race he he got past bottas and i mean he kind of controlled first half of the race before he got past Bottas and um, he, uh, it's like he just held off on his pace, just, just did enough to stay near enough basically and just put pressure on Bottas to wear his tyres out a bit. And then as soon as he got past him, he just disappeared and just ended up winning the race by like 26 seconds to a guy in the same car who had no issues with the car really. Um, it's mental. So that was just a really good example of it. And if people say, oh, you know, Hamlet's not as good as everyone thinks he's and all that shit, it's, it's, it's fucking nonsense. If you see all the races he's won and how he's won them and some of the standout races, um, which they were talking about this weekend, actually, like um, 2008 Silverstone and In the Wet and even one of the German Grand Prix from, I think it was two years ago, where he. He had mechanical issues in qualifying and basically went out in Q2 or something, qualified 14th, then came from 14th and won the race. And it was that race where it kind of started raining about 20 laps from the end or something. And Vettel, went, Vettel was comfortably leading, made one tiny, tiny little mistake and um, went off. And then Hamilton just cut through the field as he does when it's kind of wet like that, and yeah, won the race. I mean, and it's just all the races like that, really. And then th- this race, th- even this weekend, he was he qualified P two on the grid. You know, Bottas did an incredible job to get the um, to get pole. He he just pipped Hamilton by tenth, which is a pretty big gap for them. Um, so that was a really good job from him. And then had a good start. Hamilton didn't have a good start, Bottas did, but Stappen had a good start, got past Hamilton, so then Hamilton was in P3, and it kind of went on like that for a while, and then Red Bull blinked first and pitted, and they were on the medium tyres as well, so the three of them just disappeared out front and built up like a 20, 30, 30, 40 second gap within by the first pit window, effectively. Um, so they just were in a league of their own, really. Um, so they just disappeared off in their own little race. And actually, it was quite good. They kind of focused a lot on that race because it was quite an interesting little battle between the three of them. Um, so they, yeah, they did that. Then Red Bull blinked first and came into pit, put on the hard tyres. And then because... And this is where it kind of went wrong for Bottas, Even though... It, He since found out he had some damage on the car, which he picked up from some debris or something, which was affecting his downforce and then affected his brakes and you know all this sort of stuff. Um, So when Verstappen came into pit because Bottas was in the lead, he got the choice of first pit stop because the leader always does out of the two in Mercedes, Um, and they pitted him the next lap I believe um, to cover off the undercut but then little did they know that the undercut wasn't going to work because the hard tyres that people were going on to didn't have a whole lot of performance in them so they were actually slower than the 20 lap old medium tyres so um, Bottas still came out ahead of Verstappen though and that was fine but then obviously then Hamilton was in the lead at this point by must have been 20... About 23 seconds he was in the lead by, and to a safe pit stops, 28 and a half seconds, 29 seconds, something like that. So, Hamilton decided to stay out because he felt the tyres are okay. So, he just is like, No, leave me out, they're fine. I'm going to just keep going. It's the only way, it's the only option he had to try and win the race because it was very difficult to pass. There was one DRS zone on the straight, and it wasn't quite long enough because it's the first time they've been at this track for years, since probably before DRS. So they set up this DRS zone it wasn't quite long enough so it wasn't really particularly effective. Um, so it was basically impossible to pass, like really, really difficult to pass. Um, so Hamilton decided to just go long on that set of tires and he just kept getting faster and faster. and then in the end he, he was putting in, I think he put in like five consecutive fastest laps or something like that. It was insane. He just fast that faster that fastest lap and gradually built up that gap. And he almost had it, he pretty much got up to a point where, um, because Bottas was struggling and getting pressure from Verstappen, he wasn't going quite as quick as he could do. And then Hamilton was going super fast, like fastest lap after fastest lap, and actually um, pretty much got the gap to about plus one second. So he had a little one-second buffer. So he could have pitted and it would have been fine. But then um, the Renault of Ocon had a, I think it was hydraulic issue or something like that, had to um, pull over the car on the side of the track, but it was just um, in the wrong spot. So they brought out a virtual safety car, which is where all the cars have to slow down to a certain speed um, between each sector um, and match like a lap time. Uh, so they're all going slightly slower, and then um, it's safe for the marshals to go on to the edge of the track and get the car out of the way. It was in an exit route, so they just had to kind of push it. So it was it was literally going to be a 30-second safety car, well, virtual safety car, but as they called for that so that virtual safety car, Hammerton was just coming around the last corner and just ducked into the pits, and when you pit under a virtual safety car, or indeed a safety car, you actually, because um, everyone else is going a lot slower, it makes the pit stop, it makes you lose less time in the pit stop. So Hammer and it just worked out perfectly for him. And then a lot of people were like, oh, he was really lucky to do it, but it wasn't really luck. It was like he gambled, stayed out, decided to try and get ahead by overcutting everyone, basically. Um, and because he was out there longer, it just—you always put yourself in that place where if there is a safety car or a virtual safety car, you're going to benefit from it. So it is quite a high-risk gamble, but he did it. It worked. It just worked perfectly for him. And then he came out about, I don't know, three seconds ahead of Bottas. Um, And uh, that was basically it. He just disappeared again about, I think he got to about 12 or 13 seconds ahead. And then there was a, um, who was it? Oh, yeah, Max Verstappen. He had a massive puncture coming up to one of the quite high-speed corners, rear right tyre just blew out on him. Um, They think it was maybe some debris because it was an instant failure of the tyre. And so he went off and just got it in the gravel, couldn't get it out of the gravel. So then then it was, uh, because it was such a high-speed corner, they they had to bring out a safety car. So um, so they did that and everyone, well, some people boxed, some didn't, but it worked out well for both Mercedes. They could come in for the soft tyres. So they kind of, they were safe. Um, But it gave Bottas the chance, he closed the gap, he was on the same tyres as Lewis and he had the opportunity to try and pass him. But I guess because of his damage it probably wasn't going to happen, but you know what you're going to do. But again, you know, Hamilton managed to restart pretty well as always and um, Bottas got close but couldn't quite get it. And then behind them, it was a bit of a um, mix-up because some people pitted, some didn't um Sergio Perez they just brought him in I don't think they thought about it they just thought oh safety car come in for, come into the pits but then what they didn't think about was losing track position and it was almost like a monaco like you do not give up track position on that circuit cuz it's very hard to pass so they boxed him and he went from a podium position basically from 3rd to 6th and um, on the restart, even though he was on soft tyres and everyone around him was on hard tyres effectively, so you had Ricardo um, and a few other people, I can't remember who, but um, yeah, Leclerc, I think Sainz and Norris, I think they were all on um, hard tyres. So Perez was in a good position to get past them, but um, he couldn't get past. And then Daniel Kvyat went from, I think, eighth to fourth by just doing an incredible restart, his tyres were just in the perfect zone and he passed four cars in the first lap and a half, basically. And that's when you need to do it because by that point, after a couple of laps, everyone on the hard tyres, their tyres have kind of come up to temperature and they can kind of get the performance they need and then you're never going to get past them. So, which is, as it proved with Perez, he just didn't quite take the opportunity um, to get past. So, um, I mean, perhaps Daniel Kvyat for his position and then he was how hustling Ricardo. Um, he was kind of gifted that position by uh, Peres, but, I mean, that was just racing point strategy error p- pretty much. That that cost them some pretty good points, um, especially as they're in with a really, I mean, it's a really close battle between Renault, uh, Ferrari, McLaren. Um, so it's, uh, let me just check, actually, if we look at the uh, drivers... Yeah, so you've got Renault on 135, McLaren on 134, Racing Point on 134, fucking hell. So yeah, that would have been a huge swing for Racing Point. They'd have um, been been in third and it, they got put down to fifth because of that error. So um, yeah, that just goes to show strategy is so important. And just because something like a safety car happens, you shouldn't automatically just pit because you need to, yeah, I mean, you do need to think about the bigger picture and it's not just about performance gains with the new tires. It's also track position. Yeah, and that was yes, yeah, so that was a bit of an oversight by them. So, um, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Ricardo had to still drive well to keep maintain that third position, and he did really, really well. Um, and then the AlphaTauri of um, Kvyat, he he drove incredibly in those last like five or six laps. So he he genuinely deserved that fourth place because he drove a really good race as well. So. Um, and it was a bit of a shame for like even um, uh, Vettel because he he drove a really good race and stayed really long on the soft tyres from the start and he was looking at a pretty decent finish, probably in the top eight I'd say, um, considering where he started, but then Ferrari had like an awful like 13 and a half second pit stop where they both, two wheels, they couldn't well couldn't, they couldn't get one off and they couldn't get one on properly or something like that and you just think oh, conspiracy they just don't give a fuck about Vettel anymore but I don't know it, it was pretty amateur out from them so um, yeah not great but it does happen sometimes like the, the wheel gun things just don't function sometimes and you have to put a spare one in but I don't know it was a bit of a shame because he drove a really good race and in the end finished 12th um, What else happened? We talked about Verstappen. Magnussen for the Haas. There was something up with his gearbox or something, and his upshifts were really jarring the whole race, and it gave him, like, a brutal kind of migraine headache, and he kept on for his 47 laps of it, but he couldn't go any longer, so he had to retire just purely because of that. Uh, Renault for Ocon, mechanical problems. Pierre Gasly as well for the Honda, uh, for Terry Honda. It was a hydraulics issue the car so they had to retire it before it damaged the engine so um shame for him because he was up in fourth qualified in fourth and you know he, he would have had a really he'd have probably got a podium again um yeah he'd have probably got that third spot so shame for him uh who else didn't finish for staff and we talked about the puncture and then george russell real shame for him he was up in ninth or tenth at the safety car um looking like getting at least, maybe even a P8, he was ahead of Kimi Raikkonen, and Raikkonen finished ninth, so he could have got a ninth and two World Championship points, but under the safety car, he was weaving his tyres, you know, weaving around to keep temperature in his tyres, and then just lit up the throttle, and just, it was just as he was going over a little bump, it unsettled the car, and he just went straight into a barrier, and it's so easy to do, um but it's such a shame for him, because he's been flawless, and there was even a comment from... um Fernando Alonso. He was asked who he thinks you know is going to be the best in terms of, of the young drivers in, in in Formula One at the moment. Who he thinks is the standout and the one to watch. And he singled out George Russell and just said how good he was and just that he doesn't make mistakes. And ironically, this this race he makes this pretty big mistake. But I mean, I I mean, he feels. I'm sure, I'm sure he's gutted, and he was genuinely gutted when it happened. And you just what can you do? It just it's going to happen sometimes, and he'll beat himself up about it. And it's just about how you come back now. That's all it is. Um it's embarrassing and um what was really nice actually, he posted on Twitter um just saying how sorry he was to his team and that he didn't have an excuse and it was just his mistake and he's just gutted and all this stuff. And um who was it? It was Roman Grosjon replied to the tweet and just, you know, he supported him and said, Don't worry about it, it happens, you know chin up and all that and actually then Lewis Hamilton commented as well and wrote a really nice thing and just said you know don't worry about it you're awesome keep it up I've made hundreds of mistakes like that it happens just brush yourself off and off you go again um so I thought that was really nice you know he didn't need to do that um or Grosjean either um I think Grosjean feels a bit like a parent to them all because he's head of the drivers kind of group um, although he won't be next year because he doesn't have a drive next year but um, yeah so that was quite nice but yeah shame for Russell because he would have got a couple of points and um, and based off genuine performance as well because he was he he drove really well he managed to get an undercut on Esteban Ocon by driving really well in the first set of pit stops Um was it an overcut it was one of the two um, he just put in some really good laps to get past that Renault which was really impressive which no one really commented on but it was really nicely done um, the sort of thing you know Hamilton would do that sort of thing um, so yeah real shame for him and yeah shame for Vettel I think he could have finished a lot higher but I mean he lost 13 seconds well it would have been a two and a half second pit stop so he lost like ten and a bit seconds because of the fuck up in the um in the pits so yeah that was a real shame for him because he could have I think he could have done with a decent race and a boost in confidence so um, I, I, he can't get out of that team soon enough I think he's just over it so um yeah so there we go um it was a pretty good race I mean it was hard to pass so I guess a bit boring in places but the battle at the front and seeing what Hamilton was doing and those laps he was putting in and how he got from the third to first and um how hard um he was pushing how hard um, sorry Verstappen was pushing Bottas and and you know Bottas didn't make any mistakes apart from The fact that he had this downforce issue and then it was causing his brakes to overheat and then he went locked up and went slightly wide on one of the, and ironically it was on the second to last corner, which if that happens, the guy just gets so much closer and that gives them the opportunity for that DRS to work. Um, Because he made the mistake, but if you go around that corner at full speed, there's no way they can get close enough. So it was just like just just the wrong time for him. Um, And then going for Verstappen because he was in genuine second place, which to split the Mercedes would have been sensational. Um, So real shame he got that puncture and that would have been pretty scary as well because it just gave out right as he was coming up to break in this really fast um, one of the fast chicanes, and um, yeah, that would have been terrifying. So. But, yeah, you know, shame for him. But I guess he's, um, I don't know. I think he knows because he can't win at the moment. It's, you know, he just is what it is. But, yeah, a bit of a shame. So there we go. I mean, it was a good race. It was a good race. Enjoyable. Worth a watch if you want to watch the highlights. There's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, driver of the day. I mean, probably Kimi and I think he got the official one because he drove on the set of soft tyres for, like, an insane amount of time on oh, the sorry the medium tyres, so that was pretty impressive that he managed to do that. Um, Ricardo probably gets pretty good plaudits as well for his finish, as does Kvyat um, because of just watch the last few laps from Kvyat, it was amazing, um, and he put Ricardo on a lot of pressure as well in the in like two laps before the end. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Lewis for me, just sensational drive never gave up once he had the clean air just putting in that long line of fastest laps to get to build up that gap to get ahead of Bottas and yeah he did have a bit of fortune with the virtual safety car but he built up the gap anyway he, i think he had a he had the pit stop in hand anyway so um if he'd come in even without the virtual safety car i think he probably would have just got ahead of Bottas so and with Bottas, Bottas's um Declining arrow because of the damage to his underside of his car. I, I just think he, but I didn't really have a chance because of that, really. So, um, yeah. So there we go. Good race, enjoyable, worth a watch. Um, I've also been watching quite a lot of the cricket, the IPL. That's been really good this year. Um, if you're into cricket, I highly recommend you watch it. I mean, pretty much every game. I mean, there's been some sensational games that are well worth watching. Um, and every... I mean, really, I've only... I've seen, I think, every single game so far. And there's only been a couple of boring ones. The rest have all been amazing. So that's yeah, worth a watch. That's coming to the end of the table, the group stages now. And then we'll be getting into the last um, uh, knockout games, as it were, um, coming up to the weekend. So um, they're going to be worth a watch for sure. Uh, some of the teams you didn't really expect have finished not so well. So it's it's like, yeah, it's weird. Um like the team, Rajasthan Royals, they're like probably the best team on paper and they, they finish last. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, it's great. But And then as soon as the IPL finishes, basically you've got the big bash starting. So it's like you can't get enough of the cricket. It's fucking awesome. So, and it's good for me in the big bash in Australia because it's on a, in the evening. So every night you get a game. So um, it's most enjoyable. Well, that is if Channel 7 can uh, uh, and Cricket Australia can come to terms and come up with a deal because they're both uh, at each other's throats at the moment so um, anyway but I won't bore you with cricket Uh, anyway that was good cheers thank you very much for tuning in we'll try and get back to slightly more regular scheduled programming soon um, when I can get some people on so yeah it's difficult with all this COVID thing and a staying motivated to keep doing it and be coming up with content to do and getting people on and um, Dave's been coming on which has been really good I have really appreciated him p- spending the time to do that And John's obviously got his little baby girl so that's like uh, keeping um, him and his wife amused and entertained and busy um, but we'll um, we'll definitely uh, get John back on more regularly once uh, things have settled down a bit for them so that'll be good and um, yeah maybe we'll get the unicorn back on soon and a few other people so once things settle down which they seem to be starting to with all this COVID stuff um we should be yeah back and cracking along a bit so i might start doing a few just myself talking about some gadgets because there's some i might do one in a minute actually and put that up tomorrow or something um i've been upgrading a few items so it might be worth talking about those because it could be useful information potentially for you uh especially if you're into your speakers which i am so um there's a few new things i've got so yeah Anyway, cheers for tuning in, everyone, and we'll be back with another episode soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.